1: We're going to begin our Christmas program. Didn't the kids do a great job today? So proud of them. They've been working hard on their songs, and it, it shows. Our Christmas program is entitled, He Is With Us. Jesus came to live in us, to change us, to fellowship with us, to establish his kingdom in and through us. He came to make us new, and on that glorious night, there was a sense of change in the air, for the prophecy was finally fulfilled. The king was here. We celebrate him this morning. Jesus, the king of kings, he is with us, and when he came, what a wonderful change he brought into my life. (laughs) Without the willing vessel of Mary. As we look back, let's consider how this young girl may have felt alone, afraid, confused, misunderstood. All those anxious feelings were mingled with awe, humility, praise, and a heart that says, Be it unto me according to thy will. The angel came to her and said, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked, How will this be, since I am a virgin? The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One will be born and will be called the Son of God. To this Mary replies, be it unto me according to your word.
2: me want to hide Is this shadow an angel or a warrior If God is pleased with me why am I so terrified Someone tell me I am only dreaming Somehow help me see with heaven's eyes It's time.
1: Celebrated his coming. They knew what his presence would bring a great enlightenment for the people and a new way of living. This was no ordinary night, so God placed his star in the sky where the baby lay as a sign of the glorious wonder of that night. There would be hard days ahead, some were not happy that the king was here. But the joy and splendor of that night knew no sorrow, no sadness, because the light at last had come. He is with us.
3: Our praises. Hail, Hail to the the guiding guiding light light that
4: brought us tonight to a Savior.
1: earth to live with us to show us the way of salvation and life the shepherds had to stop watching the sheep to look up into that glorious light the wise men traveled from afar and brought gifts to the little child jesus and bowed down and worshiped him joy to the world he is with us shepherds wise wise men and the angels worshiped what about us today has the glory of that night and what it represents died away no the day that jesus came into our hearts is the most glorious day of all because of that day the birth of jesus becomes real and shines as bright as the star of bethlehem shone that night with us It was no Today, in a world of terror, he offers hope. In all of our human inadequacies, he offers strength. In times of war, he offers peace. Here and right now, he offers you and I love. It doesn't say joy to Mary and Joseph, but joy to the world. They were the parents of a newborn son, But all of humankind from that day to this are the recipient of a Savior. At this very moment, we are not alone, for he is Emmanuel, God with us. He is Savior. He is Lord. So let every heart prepare him room. Let heaven and nature sing, joy to the world, the Lord is come
3: Joy to the world The Lord is come The earth receive Prepare him a room in heaven and nature. See in heaven and nature. See in heaven and heaven in nature. Oh.
1: the beginning of time God has been working out his plan when Mary gave birth to his only son he was working out his plan Herod tried to stop it but still today he is working out his plan Jesus is God with us jesus is the way the truth and the life and when jesus ascended back into heaven he didn't leave us alone but he gave us the power of his holy spirit jesus is with us he's the way he's the truth he's the life
3: Would you worship him with us? Come on, we know that Jesus is.
4: My strength, whenever I am weak. My hope, everything I need. He's more than life to me. Jesus is my peace and shelter from the storm. He is all my heart is.
0: way, Prince of Peace, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, everything, mighty God, Son of Man, Holy One, the Great I Am. Can we just give Him a praise right now? Come on, all over this house. Hallelujah! We are thankful to know you today, Lord. Amen, amen. I want to say a special thank you to our children and to our choir. Amen. And I'm just going to continue right in the flow of this Christmas program. He is with us. Wednesday will be Christmas, and we rejoice over what is the true reason for the season. I was telling our team uh, before we came out don't ever let a Christmas service bore you or fear old hat. Because I want you to remember, there is no greater message you will ever hear in a church than the message that Jesus was born so that we could have a second birth. Amen? Hark the herald angels sing. Our God is flesh. He was born of a humble origin. He came as our Savior and our Lord. He is with us. You see, many people give credit and honor to Jesus from the time of his birth forward. But to really understand and know that he really was the Christ, you have to look back beyond his birth and what the Bible says about the prophesied Messiah. The Jesus that we celebrate, the one who this holiday honors, is most definitely the promised Messiah. Amen. He's most definitely the one that, we, that they were looking for. Now, God has a way of setting things up and only giving pieces of the puzzle at a time. Thank you, Sam. And it's interesting that he did the same thing with his son's coming. The fullness of his nature, his attributes, his virtues, and his personality has been partially shrouded throughout the ages. When you take a survey of God's dealings with mankind, it reveals that God has always been progressively revealing himself to us. Although he never changes, yet man's understanding of God's ways and our intimacy with God has changed through the years. The good news is that we can look back and know that the Messiah that we serve is the one true God. Amen. The Messiah that so many still look for today. But if you look back with me for just a moment in time as we look at how He is with us now. Amen. Adam and Eve had an intimate relationship with God, but they lost it when they disobeyed God. The fall plunged us into spiritual poverty. It plunged us into human ignorance and an alienation from the presence of God. Mankind has traveled a long road in our journey back to the intimate position we now enjoy with the Lord. But God has always had a way of meeting us in our time of need. One of the greatest tools of God's revelation in the Old Testament era was the voice of his prophets. They revealed God's personal message to the people, his moral laws, his expectations uh, for Israel, his punishment for our disobedience. Not only did the prophets reveal God's word as it applied to their own needs, but they also predicted future events in God's plan for the world. Through the prophets, the people learned of future events that would give them an even greater relationship with God and a greater understanding of Him. And without a doubt, the greatest prophecies were the predictions of the Messiah who was to come, which we have come to know would be God manifested in the flesh. There was so much prophecy concerning the coming of the Christ. Amen. Yet, when the Messiah finally did come, most of the Hebrews did not recognize Him. Their expectations were scriptural, but their emphasis had become misplaced. They were consumed with dreams of kingship and royalty and national deliverance and an earthly kingdom rather than the need for a spiritual redeemer. Their expectations were more earthly than spiritual, and they looked for a Messiah who would bring back a national or a political restoration, if you will. Nevertheless, Jesus Christ came fulfilling the prophecies that were spoken of him by the Old Testament prophets. Whether they would admit it or not, the Christ had come, and he was with us. Whether they would receive it or not, he was with us. The word Christ means the anointed one. That wasn't his name, by the way. It was a title that was given to Jesus that showed that he was the long-awaited deliverer and king. Jesus was clearly identified as that deliverer that Israel looked for when in Matthew 16 and verse 16, Peter made this great confession. He said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus was both deity and humanity, amen? He was fused as a unique person in history. He was more, the song said, than just a man. He was the quantum leap in God's divine revelation. He was and is God's very nature and purpose. Jesus revealed the essence of God in a more vivid and tangible and persuasive way than ever before in history. Now God shows up wrapped in swaddling clothes, surrounded by the cool walls of a delivery room that was a cave. The Christ, the Deliverer, the Messiah, He had come. Jesus was despised by the Jews because of his quiet, almost covert entrance among men. His poverty, his obscurity, his lack of worldly pomp and appeal. No physical uh, uh, greatness, no royal heritage, no wealth to speak of. Christ came in the demonstration of servanthood, doing his work of redemption. His wounds, his bruises, his chastisements, his stripes were and they still are for our transgressions. Was he really the Messiah that the scripture spoke of? Oh yes, and he is with us. Amen. He came as deity in the form of humanity. Don't miss that important message. Isaiah chapter 7 and verse 14 tells us, the Lord himself will give you the sign. The virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and will call his name Emmanuel. Notice, which means God is with us. He is with us. God is with us. The son or humanity will be called Emmanuel or deity, meaning God with us. When Matthew in the New Testament reached back to this prophecy as he described the virgin birth of Jesus in Matthew 1, 18 through 23, he was quoting a prophecy that had a dual meaning. Not only was it a sign to Ahaz in the historical setting in which Isaiah gave it, but it was also a prophecy of the dual meaning because it was also messianic. It foretold about the Messiah who was to come. Now, this wasn't unusual for Isaiah. He was a prophet to his generation as well as to future generations. And one of the important elements of this prophecy is the boy's name, Emmanuel. God with us. Historically, the name was just a message to the nation of Israel that God was with them. But with the coming of Jesus Christ, it became more than just a promise or a prophecy. It became a reality. It was divinity coming into the world in the form of humanity. He was and is the mighty God in Christ. God condescended into this world in a personal way by manifesting himself in Jesus Christ, who was the Son of God. This unique man had a human body and a human nature, yet he was God, deity robed in flesh. Jesus Christ was one person with two natures, inseparably united. There was nobody like Him. There was nobody before Him. There'll be nobody after Him. Amen. One nature of Jesus was that of the Son of God. He was, in all respects, Son, human, yet without sin. His miraculous conception, His birth, His life are without parallel in history and they reflect His deity as well as His sonship. In theology, this gracious act of God is called the incarnation. The Old Testament prophets declare many things about the coming Messiah. Mention is made about this Messiah being both God and man in Isaiah 7, 14 and 9 and 6. Yet, his humanity was also declared. He was called the seed of the woman in Genesis 3. The seed of Abraham in Genesis 18. The seed of Isaac in Genesis 17. The seed of Jacob in Numbers 24. Perhaps the reason for this is that God did not want the Hebrews to think of the Messiah as someone transcending the human capacity to feel. And to know the fallen human state. You know what? I'm so glad my Messiah can relate to how I feel as a human being. Amen. Amen. To believe the Messiah would come from heaven was the easy part. But the aspect of him coming as a suffering servant. Struggling with human limitations. It was difficult for the Hebrew mind to grasp. Look at Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. The prophecy about who he would be. For a child is born to us. A son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called. Why don't you read this last part with me? Wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. That's our God I'm talking about. He will be called wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6 is like a diamond. that has got to be dug from the soul of God's word. As one of the greatest prophecies of the Old Testament, this verse declares emphatically that the Messiah will possess the attributes and the very essence of God. He will be called, who the Messiah? The mighty God. The mighty God. Isaiah was not referring to a God-like person. Or a person with a special anointing. Or some superhero. Amen. He prophesied of one who would be God. In every sense of the word. Amen. Jesus was the mighty God. Robed in the flesh of humanity. The apostle Paul confirmed it when he wrote in Colossians 2 and 9. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of Of the Godhead bodily. I don't want you to miss the message of Christmas. God came down from heaven. God came down from heaven. And robed himself. As his son. In Jesus Christ. Well that's kind of confusing. Yes it is. That's what makes it such a magnificent story. God robed himself in flesh. And came as his own son. Jesus the mighty God. The everlasting father. Why is the term Father, Everlasting Father, why is it so significant? With this title of Everlasting Father, the Messiah was proclaimed to be one with the Father, making God and the Messiah one substance and one person. When God is proclaimed to be Father, it's identifying and magnifying His role as creator and provider and sustainer. These titles communicate God's relationship with you and I. Attributes of a loving, protecting, providing father. And then also a humble, subservient son. Father, son, and Holy Ghost. Father, son, and Holy Spirit. God's various relationships or manifestations with humanity. God, the father in creation. His son in redemption. And the Holy Spirit in regeneration. Through his humanity, Jesus Christ faced temptations in all points. The Bible says, like as we do yet, he was victorious without sin. Through his humanity, he went to, cro- went to the cross to die for our sins. And the main purpose for the coming of the Messiah. And we missed the line in that good old song, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. It says, he came to give us a second birth. Not just my first birth on September 7, 1966, from Francis Ruth Thompson, but my second birth on August the 20th, 1982, when I believed and was baptized and was filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Not just my first birth, but my second birth. It's so significant. Through his humanity, he faced every temptation, yet he was with us as God. The main reason that Christ, the anointed one, has come was to make a direct impact on our lives, and he is still doing that today. He heals wounded souls, but he also heals sick bodies. He was not just a wise sage going about teaching some new religious philosophy. He was a minister, healing Restoring, salvaging, giving life, showing concern and compassion, listening, loving, and encouraging. And I want to say that to you again because guess what? He still today is healing and restoring and salvaging and giving life and showing concern and compassion and listening and loving and encouraging. Isaiah chapter 53 and verse 5 says, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. We understand that to be the beating that he took on the cross and the death that he died. And we typically celebrate that at Easter. But I want to remind you, without Christmas, there would have been no wounding, no bruising, no chastisement and no stripes. Without the manger, there would be no empty tomb. So Jesus, we celebrate you today. Thank you for coming and being with us, for being with us. I'd like to ask our special praise team to come up. Charlotte, bring the kids up. Praise and prayer team musicians, you're getting ready. Jesus confirmed His Messiahship with every healing He performed. And thank God, healing didn't die with His death at Calvary. Salvation is the primary objective of God's redemptive plan. And every one of us are eventually going to die from some sickness or injury unless He comes by way of the rapture first. But healing is a promise and salvation is a promise that we can still expect and enjoy. I am thankful that he came to be with us, and he provided for my salvation. I want you to stand with me all over this room. The message of salvation has very been very certain from the very beginning. Our lost condition would be solved by a savior, and this savior was going to offer his blood as the means of our redemption. Just as innocent blood was shed to cover Adam and Eve's shame. It was the innocent blood of Christ that would be shed to cover the sins of mankind. The shedding of blood was prominent in God's requirements under the various Old uh, Old Testament dispensations and it it signified the future act of a sacrifice from God at Calvary. The ministry of Jesus fulfilled the prophet, prophet Isaiah's promise of hope. Jesus ate with publicans and sinners to the scorn of his critics he went home with Zacchaeus or as my grandpa used to say Zacchaeus the despised tax collector when he saw the desperate hunger for God Jesus became friends with the woman at the well everybody was bewildered but Jesus asked her for water and he took the time to talk about her needs the thief on the cross had nothing to offer but simple faith in our Savior. And yet, that day, He received eternal life. See, Jesus came seeking to save. He sought all men, as 2 Peter 3 and 9 says, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. No man has ever lived or will live who would be more profoundly qualified to save and none could ever save mankind. The Christ that came on Christmas came to save you and I from our sins. And because He has come, you and I can know Him in a new covenant relationship. Through the indwelling of His Spirit in our lives. The new covenant, the Bible says, in our hearts. Jeremiah thirty-one thirty-three was a prophecy that told about this day. It said, but this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, saith the Lord, I will put my law in their inward parts and write it in their hearts and will be their God and they shall be my people. And that's the day we live in today. The greatest gift you will get this Christmas is something that's free to all of us. It's something that any of us can take home with us today. And for those of us that have already received that gift, It's something that we can celebrate. I'm so thankful that He came. I'm so thankful that He not only came, but He stayed. He's with us. He's with us. He's not walking around in His bodily form right now. That was 33 years, a window of time. But He's with us. His Spirit is here. And I want you to know Jesus is very real. And very much wants to save today as much as he ever has on any day. So today as we close this service and our beautiful praise team. Aren't they amazing? And our beautiful praise team begins to lead us in song. I'm going to open this altar. And I'm going to invite you first of all. If you don't have a personal relationship with the Lord. I want you to know the greatest gift that you could ever receive. Matter of fact, let me just change it. The greatest gift you could ever give is to give your life back to Jesus. Amen? You can step out from where you are. You can come forward and you can invite the Lord into your life. If you're already a believer you've never received His Spirit, you can ask Him to fill you full of the Holy Ghost today. And if you're already a saved believer, I want to invite you to step out from where you are. I want you to come down to this altar and I want you to thank him for a manger. I want you to thank him for what he did. I want you to thank him for coming that we can have a second birth. Let's give him praise. Amen.
4: Hallelujah! Oh, we're so grateful today, Lord. You lift your hands. You take my Thank you for taking my place. Thank you for bearing you my clothes.
0: house. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I think we can do better than that. Hallelujah. Why don't you open your mouth, lift your hands. Come on. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You are with us. You are in us. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, choir. Thank you, praise team. Thank you, band, for working so hard. We've been blessed today. Why don't you hug three people? Tell them Merry Christmas. Tell them he is the reason for the season. And you're dismissed in Jesus' name. Have a wonderful Christmas. See you next Sunday if we don't see you at the Christmas outreach. God bless you. Have a great week.